Hello, my name is Mr. Parker Cook. Um, I'm new to Daunties as of September, um, and uh, I was a professional athlete before this in rugby, so I'm really going to be talking about that. What club do you play for then, sir? Uh, so I was at Exeter Chiefs um, down in Devon. I was there for three years professionally, um, two and a half of those I was injured. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Bit of a shock at that. Yeah. What was your memorable match and um, you have played in and why? Uh, I'd say it's probably the last match I actually played, considering um, so I haven't played since I was about 18 or so, 18, 19. Um, so I think that last one, I was the last sense of running around, just enjoying rugby, enjoying the game. It wasn't anything big. I believe I was on loan down to Taunton, just playing some average game down there. But it was the idea of yes, running around the pitch, enjoying myself, and yes, before getting shut away in a dark <laughs> corner and throwing some weights at me. <laughs> so what position do you play then, sir? Uh, so I was a second row back row, so I predominantly played number four or six. So it was a second row, I just went in the line out, made all the calls, went out, yes. caught the ball, passed it down, and then in the back row, just ran around like a madman until I hit something. Sounds very funny, sir. Yeah, it's good. Um, what tip would you give a, another back row, just in general, what tip would you give them to maybe for them to improve them, their skills or stuff? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> massive, massive things, fitness. I think a lot of forwards and can get away with running for five <laughs> seconds and having a break. As a back row, you don't have that luxury. So work on your fitness. And when you see something, hit it as hard as you physically can and get up and do it again. Until it's, it's a ball on it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter what it is. Your job as a back row is to hit it. Yes, sir. Among all the sports, why did you choose to go pro in rugby then, sir? Uh, so I never actually planned on going professional. It was a matter of I finished school. I went to sexy school down the road. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I spoke to them in the A-levels department. Yes, and they advised me I'd go to my college and do all that. So I went through there and i come out of college and they said, right, what's your plans now? I was like, I might go into the military or something like this. And they were like, no, would you do an apprenticeship? So I finished sexies, went to Bicton College, then Exeter College, and then went for a year apprenticeship. And from there I got signed two years back to back. Oh, yeah. that's good, sir. So, as you're buff and tall, what? <laughs> um, what beforehand were you this tough, Were you built like this already? Or? No, so I was especially at school and college. Um, I think I went into college being that I'm six foot three. Yes. I was only about ninety kilos, <laughs> which you think's heavy, but I was a very slender build. Yes. Um, so it was always a matter of I had to eat a lot and a lot and a lot. When I was at the club um, at Chiefs, I'd eat surplus for five to six thousand calories oh. a day. Um, and I was still at around eight percent body fat, so it it was a real challenge for me. Um, my metabolism is only just starting to slow down now. And I've just turned twenty three on Sunday, so we'll wait and see what happens. But I'm now sitting at a good hundred and ten kilos, and that's with skipping leg days. So. Um, so, what advice would you give someone which is like skinny and maybe not as tall and buff as you? What advice would you give them? So, I'm loving the compliment. Um, unless you're, I'd say, if you're 18 or under, just give it time. There's no point in rushing it. Like you can eat a bit more if you're particularly slender. 
but I wouldn't think of anything so you've really got to pile on the pounds. Um, if you're older and struggling, so 18 up, um, I'd say just eat to the point where you're literally, you think you're not hungry and eat again. Eat in small amounts and quite often rather than three blocky meals. Yes. So wake up, have a snack, have your breakfast, have a snack in between breakfast and lunch, then lunch, then a snack between that and dinner, dinner and a snack before bed. Yes. Very impactful day, sir. So that is, yeah, but if you're young and you're running around a lot, especially at school, I won't worry about it too much. You'll fill out eventually. Yes, sir. So why did you choose to come to Dauncey to be a sports coach, <coughs> sir? Yeah, so obviously, being that I'm officially retired, <laughs> I can't play anymore. So that had a big impact on my life. And I retired during the lockdown. So it was really tough to find a job and whatnot. So it was sort of, I went into different roles mm-hmm. that worked particularly for me. And I took one at a summer camp, doing some coaching with some kids, doing all sorts of weird activities, rock climbing, all sort of canoeing. And I thought I quite enjoyed that. So I thought I'd give my hand here. Um, and then my previous coach also coached Mr. Leach. Oh. So I had some nice little connections there. And um, both from a rugby background, got on. And that's what got me the job. Um, so I've been enjoying it. It's like you two, <laughs> running so. around, can help you out a bit. Um, what advice would you give another sports coach, maybe new, that might be new to sports <coughs> coaching? What advice would you give them? Uh, just be really patient and admit when you're, you're not doing something <laughs> particularly well. Because there's definitely been times I've been doing a session, I've pushed one point, or I've done something a bit too much to try and get what I wanted, when in reality yes. you need to adapt and look at, are these boys going to be able to get the point across or not? <laughs> So say if I'm like, team, run a hard line, and you're going, what do you mean? What's a hard line? Where do I run? And I keep going on at you. That's where you need to sort of take a step back, dumb it down, and re-evaluate. Yes. And coach. So probably take your time, watch other people coach. And um, what advice would you give a young sports rugby player, just in general? Can you give us five tips, maybe? <coughs> Five tips. I'll do as many as I can think of. Well, as you, as, as much as you want, sir. Yeah. yeah, so it'd definitely be a matter of ask your coach. Your coach is going to be your best friend. Yes. Even if they are the grumpiest man on <laughs> earth, pluck them for every bit of information you can get out of them. That means turning up five minutes early before your session, even though you've got 15 minutes to get changed. So you cut that 10 minutes, you can get in there early. Um, do extras. That's what a lot of boys here don't get is that I say to them, have you been practicing this skill? So say like a hooker, I've been saying, right, go practice this skill, I've taught you this, do that, come back to me, I'll give you the next thing. Yes. More often than not, I have to recap from the last session because <laughs> they don't do anything. So ask your coach for loads of tips. Go and do your extras. It's always a matter of, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, um, I think it's 10,000 hours. If you can do a skill for 10,000 hours, you're classed as an expert or a master in that skill, and that's 100% the case. Um, and also for rugby, everyone thinks you have to be flashy. Definitely not the case. If you've got the natural ability to be quick and put some footwork in, um, maybe so. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And that's wonderful. However, I only went professional not because I was flary at all, it was because I could run everywhere. I did the simple skills, I could catch and pass, and I could hit rucks. And that was enough to keep professional. So you do not have to be running a million miles an hour and do a Henry Slade offload into a quick little goosey. So that's three or four. You can yeah. have that. <laughs> can you maybe add one more? Maybe, sir. Just for <laughs> just one more. Just Squeeze one more. it out of me. Come on, sir. Squeeze it out of me. Be be a leader. 
I think what everyone thinks is that you need one person as your captain, that's the only person that can lead. That's not the case. In, in your gym sessions together, you can lead that, you can lead the way. If someone you're doing a run, you've been told off, you've been sent on a lap around a pinch, be the one that gets the stragglers up, keeps momentum, keeps people going around. Every aspect, everyone needs to be a leader when it comes to rugby. You can't have one person that's just like, say, the sheep and goes off and does their own thing or there's a lone wolf out there. Doesn't happen. Everyone's got to have a mind there and everyone's got to think about it. If you don't know why you're doing something, same as doing extras, go off home, look at it and think, why have I ever done that? Why is I been told to do this? Why have I been told I've been doing this wrong? How can I fix it? So be a leader, think about what you're doing. Once you understand it, then the game's going to be a hell of a lot easier for you. Yes, sir. Hot tips. <laughs> um, and maybe there might be two more questions left, but um, can you elaborate on one of your proudest highlights, maybe, with Exeter Chief? I'd say it was when I got signed professionally. So I did my apprenticeship, wasn't expecting much out of it. And it was a really tough time for me because halfway through that year, I did my first knee injury. So I was injured for half of it. Hadn't played any matches. The coaches hadn't seen me play for six months plus. So as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, your mind's going all over the place going, now what am I going to do? Because now, not only was I planning to go into the military, but I'm now injured. Will they now take me? And it was a matter of, I was getting quite stressed. I was gymming hard, training hard. And then um, the coaches, college coaches, brought me into the office. They sat me down, they are like, we've got some news to tell you, you've been signed professionally and they'd like you to come to the club and sign the contract. And a week later, I was in the club, shaking hands with Rob Baxter, getting a professional photo. My year group from my college year was the largest intake of academy players anywhere in the whole of the UK, on record for 12 of us, one professional and one go, all from my year and the year below. So I'd say that moment with my best friends at the time, shaking hands with one of the best coaches in the country and for that club in my third year we won the European and the Premiership oh. in one game so the double champs yes, so I'd definitely say between being signed first and being a member of that squad that will go down in history as one of the most yes, successful that's teams impressive, isn't it? that's very mm. impressive mm. So. just coming back from injury and thinking that oh it's a tough time You've gone through that, smash all the barriers, yeah. then one, two, two championships. That's exactly. It's just can't be, can't be made <laughs> can yes. Yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. That was good. Yes, sir. I think that might be it, sir. Perfect. I've Thank just you got very one much. question. Go what on. about the Six Nations? Oh, Six Nations. Oh. <laughs> In what respect? Well, who should we be backing? Wales, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, if we go back to the Wales England match that's just happened, I said. <laughs> that England was very clinical in their, in their taking of the penalties and getting the slow points, but I think Wales played some lovely rugby. And I've got a soft spot for Alex Cuthbert, so <laughs> I think he was on fire. Um, in terms of the whole comp, though, I'd say it's going to have to be France, isn't is it? it? They're yeah. playing some unbelievable rugby at the moment. It's been the past two years, you just can't stop them. Um, and I was up in Edinburgh when they were playing Scotland um, on Saturday, oh. and it was a good environment. And just the crowd, because they've all come from over France, yeah. not over yeah. France streets, and they were lovely. I was having more problems with the Scottish home <laughs> than I was the French. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say, at heart, it has to be England, who I'd like yeah. to support, Wales, who's probably going to win it. <laughs>